Welcome to the Saturday edition of Best Bets. This is the Field of 68's Best Bets show. It's presented by Bet Rivers. I'm rocking my Packers gear as a Wisconsin born and raised. Well, I guess just raised, but go pack. It's a big day, but it's still spinny Saturday, Matthew. Yes, it is. Unfortunately, Kai is not participating. That's sad, Uh, but that's okay. We're we're still going to have our, there he is. There he is. Good, good, good. Uh, Fellas, yeah, it's Saturday. There's like 135 plus games, maybe another cancellation or two, and they're sapping that number. But oh boy, it is a giant slate. We got a lot to talk about. Any quick takeaways before we hop into this gigantic slate? Matthew, going to you first. Uh, Not a lot to learn from last night, Jim. I'm still a big Sparty guy. Uh, I, I know Wisconsin was without Tyler Wall, which is a massive, massive loss for those who follow that yeah. team closely. But man, the uh, Tom Ezzo has it going right now. So I would not want to see that team if you're in upper Do echelon. Do they have it going Illinois. right now? Yes. This, lost one look game. Look at their since, last five performances. Like they've lost right. one game since Northwest. Uh, you, you Matt, you and I both know that it is not about winning and losing for how well they're playing. Come on. <laughs> yeah, they're playing well. I, I you don't think Michigan's played well right now? I don't think Michigan State fans thought they were playing well before last night. Okay, well they're wrong. I think they're a good team. And Michigan what? State fans are going to wise up to that. Go through their performances and tell me good, bad, fun. good, bad. I like this, this is fun. Yeah, they, they've been very good. They've been fine. They're all been they've been solid, Jim. <laughs> wow. Look, I, look I, how they, they, that one's age well. Their last five, that, how I'm well talking is about that? recent. I'm talking about recent, like their last five games. Wow, this is a That's great a, argument. Early tough start. To yeah, show. I disagree. Oh, Michigan State's good. That's fine. Hey, everyone, odds makers, Jim's right. He's right. Michigan State's bad. Keep pricing him accordingly. I will continue well, to bet Michigan State. Kai, anything for you? Uh, I went to Hickle Fieldhouse for the first time on Thursday. It was awesome. Hickle Fieldhouse rocks. Butler doesn't, but guys, they're young. Calm down, Butler fans. Stick with the ball, Jordan, for a couple more years. You, you'll, you guys will be fine. That's my takeaway for you. The Bulldog is, is fantastic. What a Bulldog. Uh, Jim, all right, you're up. Uh, Matt, they're two and five against the spread their last seven games. <laughs> their two covers are against shorthanded Wisconsin and they barely covered at Northwestern. So I well, wouldn't I say they're bet, playing that well. I only bet two of those five games. So I guess they were just poorly priced other matchups, Jim. So I'm in on the Sparty team. I guess I've been missing some. I think there's a chance for them to be good. I just don't think they are right now. I'll put it that way. Uh, yeah, Wisconsin without Davis or Wall, they're just a significantly worse team. And just a quick LOL at Penny Hardaway from Thursday night. Yeah, Lost his mind. <laughs> just got to at least get a chuckle in there on him. Okay, let's talk today's slate. It's massive. We're going to have probably, we're going to go right up into that uh, noon Eastern time slot. So we'll start Kentucky at Auburn. Matthew, monster game. You've been a big Blue Nation guy all season, especially lately. You're really in on them. Does that make you in on them today, heading to a difficult road environment against potentially the number one team in the country? No, I'm looking at the analytic metrics. I did not realize Kentucky has jumped up to third in Ken Palm, and they have been priced in the moon recently. So I want to back them here, but I was hoping to catch like five, Jim. Can't back three and a half, especially with how awesome Auburn's been at home. All the stories we've heard about the mayhem that's going to be ensuing when that crowd gets unleashed at tip-off today. Kai, I think UK has been better on the road than people think. I look at that LSU game as sort of a uh, a... A, a sort of a pretest of what they're going to see today. A game that they were in control of, by the way, until some late injuries and foul trouble doomed them. I uh, struggled a little bit against AM on the road last game, but I think that was sort of a tricky spot, a trap spot as they were looking ahead till tonight's game. If you have to take some, take UK, but I wish it was like four or five. Yeah, I got to disagree with you about their road performance, Matt. I mean, they're one and three straight up against top 75 teams. If they're a top five team, they need to win these games. And they got down by 13 to AM. 
I don't think AM is that good of a team. That was surprising to me. Um, uh, it, it was not an easy game for Kentucky. They lost Notre Dame on the road. I, I'm not convinced they are a good road team yet. And I know they're doing better in analytic rankings. I mean, they blew out Tennessee. That's basically booing their, their recent performance. And Auburn's 14 and four against the spread. They're one of the best in the country against the number eight and one against the spread at home. Elite pro prospect, good coach, good guards, plenty of depth. This team is just incredible. I lean towards Auburn, uh, but at four points, just going to pass on it. Yeah, I lean with Kai. Uh, so me and Matt are just continue our, our clashing today. Uh, I just think the matchup is pretty solid for Auburn. They've got a stable of bigs that can handle Shibwe. I think he's going to have some issues with Kessler. And even if he gets happens to get foul trouble on Kessler, Dylan Cardwell is a monster inside too. And we saw UK struggle to guard Paolo Banquero, who's basically a similar-ish player to Jabari Smith, 6'10", that can shoot, matchup nightmare. I think that that concern boils over again here today. And we also saw the turnover issues that Kentucky had at Texas A&M. Man, you, you can't have turnover issues against this Auburn team because they will take the ball and they will go dunk uh, and get that home atmosphere rolling. So I actually do lean towards Auburn, hype home spot in the jungle here, but it is, you know, it's a tough price of four. That's the absolute apex at which I would consider it would not go over four. All right, let's stay in the SEC and go to another one of Matthias's darlings. That would be Tennessee. They're hosting LSU. Kai, it's been ugly for the Vols offense this year, unfortunately, and kind of for LSU too. Mm-hmm. We think Xavier Pinson is probably out for this one. Darius mm-hmm. Day is also iffy. I'm kind of leading you there, but Kai, is this, is this another uh, underplay for your Tigers? Absolutely. Yes. Under is a play for me here. Um, Sidewise, this has to be Tennessee's game, but it feels like we've said this a hundred times about Tennessee and about teams fading LSU or going against LSU. Tennessee's three and three in the SEC. Matt, their wins, Ole Miss, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. They lost to Alabama, LSU, and Kentucky. All three of them were non-covers. Tennessee hasn't proven it is an elite SEC team within conference play yet. I know they have revenge in their mind here, though, against LSU. With Penson likely out, as Jim said, with days at least hobbled. I mean, he he went down on his ankle pretty hard. Yeah. Spread's getting high. I probably wouldn't take it at this price, but I think Tennessee has a very good spot here against LSU. Yeah, you have to assume the money that's pushed it from four to six is mostly injury-related. I can't think anyone out there likes Tennessee more than I do. Back down um, to you're five, right, too, at Bet Rivers. Back down to five. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think I'm not going to bet LSU. I think they're due for a clunker, to be honest, but, I mean, they've been pretty damn good. Um, you know, so far this, this season, pretty much in every spot where we thought they were fade worthy. Now the Auburn one sticks out, but I think we've now learned that Auburn is on a different planet than everyone else right now. Uh, Jim concerns with Tennessee, man, they have no wing scoring. Like their three most reliable players are basically point guards. And Rick Barnes has talked about how he's frustrated with their veterans. Their what we thought was the identity of this team. The strength of this team really hasn't provided much. So I think that's definitely worrisome. Yeah. I also don't really like small guards against this LSU team. They are huge and, and long and they swarm you. And that's going to be an issue for both Chandler and Ziegler, I think. And then even Fulkerson doesn't have the size to bully inside. Um, I'm with Kai. I think the under is definitely the strongest play in this game. Matt, at LSU, no one makes shots against them. It, non-conference to conference. Yep. three. I, get, I sort of get it from the three-pointers. Like you're pressuring them. You're uncomfortable. Yep. But free throws? No one makes free throws? against LSU that doesn't make any sense like that that is entirely independent of your defense I don't get that at some point I would imagine that corrects upward but who knows if that's today uh, it might it's, not be it's got to be the ghost of Pete Maravich up in the rafters there just yeah. haunting the shooters while they're at yeah. the free throw line all right let's keep moving 
we'll go to the Big 12 here. Baylor headed to Oklahoma. Baylor did get the bounce back on the road. Knocked off West Virginia. Sands, Akinjo, and Sohan coming off their two home losses. Now, Matt, they're, they're heading to Oklahoma, taking on Porter Moser, who will surely have a really strong defensive strategy ready. We don't know for sure about Akinjo and Sohan in this one. Both announces game time decisions. Do you think Moser's got the plan on a relatively short spread here for the potential number one team in the country? Yeah, it feels short, but I said the same thing when KU walked in Oklahoma last time out and of course, Oklahoma covered by the hook. And I think that number played pretty close to a pick. Um, so I, you have to respect Moser. I know that roster doesn't jump out, jump off the page in terms of talent or explosiveness. And I was super impressed with Baylor at West Virginia, a tough place to play against a fairly desperate West Fod team. Um, just the shot making and offensive firepower that that team has, like even if Sohan and, and, uh, and Akinjo are, are out, like that just means more for my guy, Matty Meyer. And that's a good thing. So I would lean Baylor here. I think it's a cheap price to catch a team that seems to be slept on right now after those two tough losses, Kai. Yeah. Uh, Akinjo is important. Uh, he scored 27 points in the first game against Oklahoma, but Baylor still scored 1.13 points per possession without him. This team, I'm just, I'm convinced, is just Cryer makes everything. Awesome. It's yeah. insane. Like I don't understand. Cryer, Flagler, Meyer. Th- these guys are just fireballs from deep, and Sohan is a big piece as well. Um, but I, I think this is Baylor's game as well. I know Oklahoma is tough at home. They just played KU really tough at home. I just think Baylor's kind of a different animal here. Baylor in the first matchup grabbed 48 percent of their misses against Oklahoma, and they had 20 turnovers. One of those things is characteristic of Baylor. The other is not. I think they get those turnovers under control. I think they continue to dominate the glass. I'm leaning towards Baylor. Yeah, Oklahoma's not really like a destroy you with turnovers team either. Like, I don't think that's a, a matchup trend that we see carry over. I, I'm with you guys. I think it is a little bit short, sort of like Baylor, especially if you get into Kinjo appearance, but we don't know. Like, even without him, I think still a decent price. It might be worth a speculative bet. Uh, if you get one or two of those guys in, you end up getting a, a good number before the, the market takes off. All right, last one before we get to the chat mob. Matt, we've got a battle in the ACC for number one. The winner of this game will be atop the ACC. That is Florida State in Miami, Florida. Wild. Not involving Duke. Yeah. Uh, is a big revenge spot for the Canes. They lost at Tallahassee on what could only be described as a shaky, questionable, 50-50 type of call. Yeah. Late in the game, uh, they've been a cover machine. They're only like a slight favor, basically being priced as equals here. Do you buy that, Matt? Are these two teams equal on a neutral floor? I kind of like Florida State here. I'll be honest, guys. I don't think they should be two and a half point dogs. Now, the key thing is Malik Osborne. Um, yes. and apparently could have played on Easy Thursday fact. against North Florida. I think he goes today. Kind of a weird scheduling spot for Hamilton like to kind of throw play that throwaway UNF game. Um, but yeah, I think knowing that he could have played then and he warmed up, I think he goes today. He's a huge piece. For this, you know, both ends. He's a he's a bruiser up front. He can make plays, kind of has that linebacker type build. That's where you can exploit Miami. I, I know their guards have really set the tone for them, Kai. They've made shots at a high level, but we still know that they're a little bit soft up front. I know Wardenbrook's played really well, um, but I still think you can punish them in the paints, and that's where Florida State has an edge today. Yeah, uh, Miami's getting pretty convincing. I mean, sole possession of first place in the ACC, they just dismantled UNC. I was surprised to see FSU at five and two in the ACC. They, they've been slowly getting back to form under Hamilton, which we thought that you would probably do eventually. Matt, I'm with you, Osborne. I don't, I don't think he's a problem. He played the game prior to that, and he was supposed to be out. I think it was just rest against North Florida. Hamilton yep. just waved his hand and said, whatever. Um, a re- revenge here for Miami? Yes, but 
Their shooting, I think, is still out of control, Jim. Almost 43% from three in ACC play. I don't know if that's if that's sustainable or not. Um, just like the, the Oklahoma-Baylor matchup, Florida State grabbed 42% of its offensive rebounds uh, against Miami in game one. That's going to continue in this game. I guess I lean towards the revenge, but plus three seems like a, a the, the, the side lean for me in this game. Yeah, I actually think the price is right. But Kai, you're right. I don't think Miami's shooting can sustain at 43. They're a 50% shooting team. It's going to trend up. That's that, that, Everything I go. watch with Miami, <laughs> Florida is that they make every three that they throw up. So yeah. 43 is even too low. I'm sure they will make a billion three-pointers today. Um, staying away. Staying away, unfortunately. All right. Uh, let's get to the chat mob. I know we have a bazillion questions. So which one yeah, of you I, wants to give I us got them. I got them written down, Jim. All right. Oh, perfect. I, oh, I got them. Really? Yeah. Well, Matt, you get to audit. You get to audit. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's start with Virginia pout. Tech and Boston College. Um, I'm going to give it to Matt because he's pouting. Plus yeah. six. Feels short, Matt. It certainly does. Yeah. Hocus for me, too. Um, that's all I got to say. I think this line's Great. way too short. BC off a big one. Yeah. Hoke, or, uh, we, Hokies. We will BC does not go. have the D. Yeah. BC does not have the DNA to like take advantage of the athleticism concerns. Yes. We, Kai. We will have to go fairly quick. IUPUI, Jim, against Northern Kentucky. Someone asked about the over in this game, actually. Anything there, Jim? I wouldn't touch IUPUI overs, to be quite honest. I just don't yep. think that it's it's like hard to factor in how bad they are offensively. Um, I would, man, preseason NKU should be like a 16-point favorite, but they've yep. been poor. So lean towards NKU in the under. I'm fading IUPUI, whatever. Uh, Princeton, Matt, your Ivy League is back on Saturday, minus four over Dartmouth. What do you think? Uh, liked Dartmouth, to be honest. I think I'm against one of you two here. First road game for Princeton and the Ivy. Now, I know Ivy home courts are not that strong, but As I do you think say, your king of Ivy home court doesn't matter. They've just been so awesome at home, shooting the lights out in that friendly confines of their weird dome thing. I don't know. You could argue maybe they get cold today. I like Darty. Big Darty guy this year. Jim, Kenny, Lippy, who you got? A sun battle. Boy, uh, these two teams are in heading, heading in different directions from, from where I thought preseason. Kennesaw has been incredible. I think talent level there is a lot higher than it's probably ever been for Kennesaw. Uh, my line, my, my, my number leaned Lipscomb, but I think I'm still too attached to where I thought they would be mm-hmm. and not acknowledging where they actually are. So hard stay away. I could see you back in the owls if you wanted to there. I, I totally ignore my number because I was like, nope, I think Kennesaw State might be better. And yep. it's priced that way. Yep. Uh, Matt Bucknell is minus one against Holy Cross <laughs> preseason. This line is stupid, but Bucknell's been terrible. What do you think? No idea. Honestly, I guess I lean Bucknell, but next Patriot. I don't have a feel for that league at all. Just well, Matt, how about this one? This will probably yeah, strike. Try me again a little bit better. Bradley is hosting Southern Illinois. Bradley's minus four and a half. And you love your Braves, don't you? I do. Uh, they've been prone to some volatile in-game swings. I, I think they have a good matchup here against SIU. Uh, the Saluki guards still aren't fully healthy. I don't think we've seen the best version of them yet. I, I think I lean Bradley here, but I don't know. Laying anything more than like five points in a Valley game is not great. I think this is sitting at four and a half right now, right? Yeah, it should be really yeah, right like low tempo too. Southern low, Illinois low. turns every game into a crawl. It's hard to see Bradley like really extending by three, four possessions at any one point. So I would tread lightly if you take Braves. Henry's still out with his second head injury too. Yeah, will he ever play again? Just, I don't know, man. And, yeah, I hope so. Jim, a big game that didn't make our outline, actually. Syracuse and Duke. Hmm, Duke, 11.5-point favorites. Seems high on the surface, but it's Duke. 
Yeah, no keels. The on-off splits with with keels are stark. Like they are much better when he's on the floor. So I was sort of leaning towards Syracuse. And orange games are so volatile because of the the shooting that they're reliant on, and they give up a ton of threes as well. So I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Syracuse keeping it competitive there. Lobs all day to Mark Williams. Lobs, lobs, lobs over the zone, Matt. Do you think that'll work? Uh, (laughs) Matt, I know you want to talk about this game. Vermont is hosting Hartford. You've been crowing about Hartford, yeah. man. You still like but it? Yeah. This is this 17 is a, points. 17 points, really. The, 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 team, box here. The, the team that won the America East last year that just got Tracy Carter back out of nowhere, like the Bill Murray Space Jam thing, defensive player of the year in the A East. They got Kimbrough back up front. 17 points is insane. Should be like a 10 point spread. Uh, I'm not Hartford. fading Vermont. I'm not fading Vermont. 17 points, Kai. Look at yourself in the mirror and tell that's not an insane spread. It's insane. I think it's warranted with how good Vermont's been lately. Uh, okay, Jim, Cal Baptist, Abilene Christian, a little whack battle here. Wacky, this feels wacky, like wacky. the teams that, you know, what they did on Thursday will reverse. Abilene got smacked at home. Cal Baptist won at Tarleton in a monster offensive performance without Taryn Armstrong. I think Abilene crushes him this time around. My number isn't quite there even without Taryn, um, but just gut feel. It's like, this is a big Abilene spot. Yep. Agree. Matthew, SEC country, Florida. <laughs> I said Florida built. Florida, Florida is hosting Vanderbilt. Oh. Minus six and a half, Florida. I don't think Colin Castleton's playing. What do you think? Uh, yeah, no Castleton. I don't believe. Um, he said he had no update in the stats. I'm looking at my notes right now. It's like uh, serious. I think he's out a while. I, yeah, think, I think he's, he's out. out. There's no timetable. And that matters. It does. Because I think you could really dominate the painting against Fandy. With, so uh, without him, I think it's a hard stay away. Yeah, no Chapman likely for Vandy too. Kai, I like Florida built as like a adjective built. for somebody. Yes. That guy's Florida built. That's usually Florida for people tough. that do basalts and Florida man headlines. Um, let's talk three more. I'm going to do this one as a two pack because it's both MIAC action. Jim, you get North Carolina Central and Delaware State. Matthew, you get Coppin State, Norfolk State. Jim, you go first. NCCU should crush Delaware State. They're terrible. I can't believe that was single digits, but you know, NCCU hasn't been that good this year and it is on the road, but Man, the, the talent level is like massive gap here. And I think yeah. Moten is a much better coach. So I'm, I'm in team NCCU there, Matthias. Uh, Cop and Norfolk over. Points, 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 points. Okay. Kai, you're missing a lot of main board games, babe. I'm going to I'm gonna call you out I'm here going, publicly. I'm going in literal order of the questions asked. Okay, see, I, Jim, what I had was a prioritized list based on. So okay, I think I you should, after the show, we'll have a sit-down chat about who's the best chat mob, mobster. I think right going in going order forward. of the chat is smart because you're awarding the people when they got the questions. Oh, I think, your, agree. Hit, I think you your hit rate <laughs> on hitting questions is very low. But It's Minnesota, very low. It is low. It we're is going low, Minnesota Rutgers, then we're going back to the outline. And Jim, let's go to you. Rutgers, obviously, is a favorite now because guys everybody everybody on minnesota is out uh battle curry and stevens that's like half of the six players that play for them i'm checking the line right now um i'm gonna i'm gonna put in rutgers minus three as a best bet it's minus three at bet rivers right now i just think like minnesota's gonna be playing two guys that suck at basketball for all 40 minutes of this game like they've got three good players with willis lowey um and sutherland i guess is one of them if he's healthy so i i'm Rutgers is going to be six and two in the Big Ten. It's crazy. And knock on wood. Uh, All right, let's go back to the outline, Jim. We got a lot more. Don't worry, folks. We'll hit them. All right, back to the outline. We're going to the Battle of Kansas. The Jayhawks heading to the Little Apple here, Matt. You are a big proponent of this Purple Cat squad. Now they're a shortish home dog against the Jayhawks. Bill Self has been pretty solid there. There's been a lot of unders in Manhattan in this uh, matchup Mm -hmm. history. Yep. Uh, Anything for you here? 
Yeah, you, know, you, you picked it up. That's where I'm at under, Jim. Last year, games played to 64 and 66 possessions. I think this year both teams are playing uh, with under headwinds behind them, I guess. Jim, I'm just shocked he got bet down to plus six. People love the Purple Kids, Kai. They love him. The Oscars got to do, Matt. Can it's do real. It again? It's real. It's very real. I've watched Seinfeld recently, guys, the whole way through. Love it. Uh, <laughs> massive, massive win, obviously, for K-State over Texas Tech at home a couple of days ago. Then they beat Texas on the road. They're riding high, but it's still KU, Jim. They've been mortal in league play. By my count, two and three against the spread in Big 12 play. That's not great for Kansas. Obviously, tough place to play here. I just think K-State has trouble stopping KU's offense, um, especially McCormick. K-State's bigs are big, but they're not that good. Um, the only thing is, is Kansas comes out nonchalant, kind of like UConn did against Butler in the first half on Thursday. They'll get punched in the mouth. K-State might lead for a little bit. I got no side here. Um, I'm scared to fade Kansas. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards Kansas where the number is at right now kind of against the market, but uh, not betting this one. Uh, I, I, Kansas should start going on like a little bit of a tear here. I think they have the the capability of doing so with with Martin back in the lineup, McCormick playing well, but just hasn't all come together for them quite yet. All right, next game, North Carolina headed to Wake Forest. Matt, I think we were a little bit split on this one as well. Yeah, we are. What the heck, um, jerk? North Carolina's Ooh, defense on the road in ACC play stinks out loud, and really, it just kind of stinks out loud this year. Um, they've only they've only looked good on the road at Boston College and Georgia Tech. Other games they've looked significantly worse. Just got blown out by Miami, Florida, and I think Wake is trending up. Matt, they got Demari Monsanto back in there. I like that addition for them. A guy that knows Forbes' system, more offensive pop. I think they score quite a bit here against the UNC defense. Yeah, you have all the the right points in your favor. My only rebuttal is I just think the price is wrong. Uh, UNC off the bounce back or off the loss potentially sets up for a good bounce back spot. I agree with our, our overlord, Mr. Jeff Goodman, though. The Tar Heels are soft and Wake Forest Forbes teams are not soft. The antithesis of soft, I would say. So yes, yeah, there are many, many matchup points in Wake Forest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, my number leaned towards UNC actually, uh, especially at the opener. Now it's plus Trust one and a half. Probably Trust staying it. away. Trust I, I don't know if Wake's a better team here. I, I don't know. They might be. I don't believe it quite yet. Monsanto back is huge. I agree with Jim. Um, obviously, a huge game for both teams, staying a, at near or at the top of the ACC right now. UNC's off that brutal loss. Have to think there's some sort of bounce back here. Jim said they're not very good on the road. That is true. But just like Wake has... Tobacco guys, road, right down the road. Easy travel. I don't Easy travel. Yeah, but home court means more than travel. Uh, I Just like... Wake Forest has big guys to combat Baycott. I think UNC has plenty of athletes to combat Williams, and, that, and that's big against Wake. So I, I'm staying away slightly into UNC. Anthony Harris out for the year for UNC. I think he matters a little bit. All right, uh, next one. Seton Hall headed to St. John's. Matt, we saw a big movement on this right before mm-hmm. the show. Yep. Bryce Aiken ruled out for Seton Hall. Certainly, I, I think Matt and I both tried to add the under, and it dropped three points before we could get it in. So people are very aware of the influence Aiken has on the Rats. total. Rats. Um, Matt, are we still looking at it right now where it's at, or do we think the value was sucked up? No, it's been sucked up on both directions. I like under. I actually liked the Johnnies, even with Aiken in. Uh, people have the Johnnies completely disrespected. I looked at a lot of their analytical rankings I think this is closer to a top 75 team, not like a fringe top 100 team. I know they've had some wild results. Hey, quick note on this spot here, back-to-back impending. These teams will play again on Monday. Um, so definitely one you want to circle, trying to play the team that gets beat, bet that team, and the rematch like two. I think that could hold up well here. 
Yeah, the Johnny's been disappointing overall this year. Um, my number, Matt, liked him as well, even without Aiken. I, I passed on the game. It's come down, obviously, now. Um, it's a tough spot for Hall. Third straight row game here, but they do have two losses in a row. The motivation factor of getting a win. Uh, and St. John's themselves, Jim, they're back at home after three out of the last four games on the road. The spot is good for St. John's. Bryce Aiken's out. Lean towards St. John's. Just don't trust them at all. Yeah, curious how Kadari Richmond handles the ball pressure of Pasha Alexander. That could be a big issue, yeah. but he could also push him around Pasha in the post. Yeah, we, we've yes. seen Richmond be like a monster in the post. So mm-hmm. curious how that matchup plays out. I don't have a side there like the under before it got smashed. So uh, play that if, if you're feeling risky, but other, otherwise, no. Kai, let's go to the mountains. UCLA yeah. escaped Utah after trailing at halftime. Now they have the second leg of that trip heading to Colorado who I think is playing better. The Buffaloes have looked a lot better recently. Not sure about the status of Elijah Parquet. <laughs> Tad Boyle said, not sure if it's days, weeks, months, or a year for his injury. So it's thanks, or, or forever. He could, be de- he could be dead. We don't really know what's yeah. up. Yeah. With Parquet yeah. right now. Um, I still sort of like Colorado, Kai. Am I crazy? No, the spot's Colorado for sure. Um, off that narrow loss to USC and UCLA is doing the dreaded second leg of the mountain trip. Doesn't really bode well historically for favorites in this in this spot. Um, Colorado's isn't great this season, Matt. I, I mean, I, I'm concerned with them. They're a mediocre basketball team. So basically you have to love the home court, which you could, that's definitely, there's precedence and you have to love the spot, which is a pretty good spot for Colorado. I lean their way. Nothing strong. Yeah, it's come down. I mean, God, you could cut UCLA minus three at some places. I, I wouldn't do it just because of all the trends that say never back the team on the second level on the mountain trip. Um, especially with how well Colorado's been playing, as Jim mentioned, Kai, your point on Colorado is well taken. I just don't, I'm not entirely convinced UCLA is up to snuff right now either. They just like this huge, long COVID pause. And I don't think we've seen them get back to the version we saw in flashes to start in the version. I think a lot of people thought that we'd see preseason. Although I think as a group, we were all sort of selling the UCLA as a bona fide top five team in general. So. Yeah. UCLA is a little banged up too. Clark and Singleton missed last game. Hawkes has Hawkes, yeah, fully hundred percent. Uh, I totally buy a spot. I, I think our, our guy Stucky sent me the, the stats on Colorado where it's a conference game at Colorado and the opponent has less than two days of rest or, or like basically it's the second leg. Uh, Colorado's 38 and 17 against the spread and 14 and two as an underdog covering by an average of like five points a game when they're an underdog. I think the spot is like mega, holy crap, awesome for the Buffaloes yeah. and the way that they're trending. I do like Colorado quite a bit there. So that would be the lean. Uh, guys, let's get to chat mob. Lots and lots of questions still. Make yep. sure to hit that like button, folks. Big Saturday show. Let's get 100 likes. I want to see triple digits on that. Um, all right, Kai. Hit let's, do, let's do this one because it tips off um, in 20 minutes. Villanova, uh, Georgetown, 14 points. 14 points, Matthew. That's too much. I, I actually lean towards Georgetown, even though it's scary. I did- I did too. I bet him last game. They they fought back, Covered. hit a bunch of crazy yeah. shots. It was fluky, but Georgetown does that, man. Like weird spots. Syracuse, we saw them make just kind of out of their ass type of performance. I just don't know if we can give any sort of home value here to Georgetown. We've seen those those crowds. There's not a soul yeah. in the seats. Yep. Yeah, I gave him like one for home. <laughs> just to like not bet Georgetown against Nova. That that's a good tragedy. I probably should have done the same thing. Uh Jim, uh, I would say two of your favorite teams in the country, UAB, Louisiana Tech. Conference USA battle for supremacy. The Blazers are favored by one and a half. This line has like stuck to the yeah. same price. What do you think? 
sort of lean Louisiana Tech. I think Rustin's really good home court, and the guards should be able to handle some of the pressure. But UAB wears teams down, man. They, they've, they're at risk. Uh, if you back Louisiana Tech, you're at risk of getting hit with a big run in the second half. We'll see if Junior Lofton can stay out of foul trouble, the big boy for Louisiana Tech. So slight lean to La Tech in a, in a home spot. But, man, this one's enormous for Conference USA and possibly even at large positions. So keep an eye on it. You guys might have an opinion on this, but I'm going to give my two cents. Marshall at Florida Atlantic. Do not bet on Marshall. That's what I have to say. Plus three, I don't care. Yes, the spread seems weird, but Marshall is just in total disarray and FAU's on the upswing. Marshall can't yep. stop anyone at the rim. Like 60% in conference and two-point percentage. If one of you likes Marshall, though. I know you do. I like Marshall. You're always like Marshall, though. That's, that's Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. I actually bet them today, though, so we'll see how that goes. Colorado State is going to Air Force, Matt, and yep. whew, the Falcons have been a wagon lately. Ten and a half points. Too much? Too little? Um, right. Home court actually isn't that substantial. These teams are really close, and they obviously both play at altitude. Uh, Colorado State did wax Air Force, I think, twice last season, but Air Force has been, like, every time, like, this is the game they fold. This is the game they break. They just continue to punch and punch and punch. These, like, unsung freshmen have come out of nowhere, Jim, and impressed us, so. Yeah, they're like three hours apart. There's a little bit of travel here. Like one's an hour and a half north of Denver. One's an hour and a half south. Uh, I kind of like Air Force. I think it is a little bit too many points, but I also sort of like the over. Colonial quick hitters. Woo, Jim, you get James Madison hosting Charleston. James Madison's minus three. I don't know what the deal is with James Madison. Hard to figure them out right now. Uh, I I like the over. I think these teams both want to run, get up and down. Charleston hasn't been able to do that much lately. I think this is a good one for that. Matt, go ahead. Sorry. Matt, you get UNC Wilmington at Towson plus 10. Uh, I like Wilmer. They've been a wrecking ball lately. I think they're one of the hottest teams, sneaky under the radar, flying covertly hot teams. And Towson good, but man, I think you can catch 10 with Wilmer right now. The way they're playing, I think it's a good bet. I'll take SEMO at EIU. I'm betting on SEMO because I like to fade EIU. Minus six and a half. Sure. Why not? SEMO sucks, but so does EIU. Brevin Galloway is out for Boston College for anyone that finds that to be Solid. Important information. I think he does matter a little bit. So Virginia Tech lean goes even harder for us. He's always yeah. out of the lineup, it seems like. Uh, Jim, Boise State, San Diego State, plus four. I, Boise. I like the Aztecs at home here. Uh, they've been off for a little while, so that is somewhat of a concern. Uh, I think Boise's gotten just a little too highly valued in the markets. I don't think that yeah, team's a top I 40 squad. I, they're, they're good. I, I am not they're really good. saying like, they can't get to a potential at large, but top 40 in markets is too high for me. Basically saying these teams are equal because, Matt, I think the show, the EHAS, is worth four for home. Uh, I, I will take the Aztecs there. Uh, just to note there, Dutcher said their COVID thing was kind of bad. Again, that's none of this means anything, I, right? My be, eyes have, are going to roll out of my head. We're obligated to that. tell the patrons that, Jim, but we're also obligated to say, it doesn't mean shit. Doesn't mean yeah, shit. Every coach says that because it just sets the expectations low for us. Uh, Matt, I, I think this is the biggest total of the day, but South Dakota State is playing Western Illinois somewhere in the 160s, I believe. Any side or total lean? Um, I took the over here. I think there's just an absolute bonanza of points. Uh, Western Illinois is shooting like 26% in conference play from three. They are a really good shooting team. They were fluky to start, then they've been ice cold lately. I think they start to kind of correct back to where they are. 165 and a half right now. That's nuts. Jim, someone, at, someone was surprised in the chat that Mizzou was a 17-point dog to Alabama, implying it was too high. Do you think it's too high? 
No, I think it's too low. Mizzou's been a road dog against a motivated favorite three times this year. They got murdered at Kansas. They got murdered at Illinois. And they got, like, that was neutral. And they got completely murdered at Arkansas. They already beat Alabama. Alabama is going to be locked in on this one. I think Alabama wins by 30. Yeah, a little scared of that one. Uh, Matt, how about Northern Colorado and Eastern Washington? You were disappointed to see people hammering uh, the Bears. I saw some early money push it toward Ewash favorite. I was about ready to hop in on Northern Colorado, logged into my accounts, and sure enough, it had already been slammed back to minus two other side. So like the Bears, but someone else sniffed it. So can't get it. I'll field this first Sunbelt question. Coastal Carolina at Georgia State, Georgia State minus five. Georgia State's probably the most frustrating team in college basketball this I hate year. that team. I don't I know why that. they're bad. They should be very, very good. They have basically everyone back. They have a good coach. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I'm staying fully away. The coach is starting to make me wonder. That's what I'll say. He's had a couple of good years, I thought. I don't yeah. know. All right, Jim, you get the other one. App State and Georgia Southern, Georgia State's rival. This is probably the one Sunbelt game I have like almost no opinion on. Um, oh. App State was pretty solid at Georgia State. Georgia Southern lost Coastal. I don't know, Matt. I'm, I'm staying away. Sorry. I got nothing on that game. Uh, Georgia Southern's shooting splits have been kind of unfavorable. I lean Georgia Southern, and I'm kind of over App State. They burned me a few too many times. Cam Bryan might be out for Georgia Southern. He's out like basically every other game, so I'm yep. not sure it even matters. Matt, you love the Idaho State Bengals. They're playing the Southern Utah Thunderbirds, one of the best nicknames in college basketball. 16 points is the spread. I'll be honest. I like Southern Utah. Um, still no Robert Ford for Idaho State and Southern Utah got Dre Marin back last game. Had a really nice outing. I think they're a little bit of a buy low, big sky. Buy low? Really? Hmm. I feel like they're priced pretty high. I guess they are pretty high. I think they can be really good. I do. Uh, a team that's been really good, Alcorn State, out of nowhere under Landon Bussey. They're minus one on the road against Florida A&M. Jim, opinions. Yeah, lean Alcorn. Um Florida A&M's had some roster issues. I think Spear and Reeves have been out. That's like two of their best four players. So Alcorn, I, I think they can keep this up. I also kind of like the under. Yep, Matt, agreed. I think I think Ooh. not a lot of points or possessions here. Alcorn is baby Prairie View. They're like the new cool Prairie View. They're better than Prairie View this year. And now they're better than Prairie View, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Matt, you're the authority on the Ivy here. Uh, of course. Andrew, Andrew Carr asks, do I win my money line bet on Yale at Penn? I don't know which side he took. But uh, Yale's minus one at Penn. It's basically a pick em, right? Yeah, uh, I made it right around there. I don't really have a hot take. And Penn's tough to figure out right now with all the roster issues. They've been kind of Jekyll and Hyde. So I'm not really touching games that involve Penn at the moment. Just a rule of thumb for me. Jim, tough travel in the big sky. Montana is at Northern Arizona. Minus six and a half for Montana. Yeah, I'd be on Montana here if it wasn't for that travel. We're 48 hours. They're going from Portland all the way down to Flagstaff. Kind of a tough place to get, and it's elevation. Uh, I think Montana wins, but I don't think you can feel comfortable laying that many points here. Matt, are you going back to the Western Kentucky well? They are at FIU. They are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, yeah, I probably should. I and mean, They're basically coming from FAU. It's like a... 70 minute drive, Boca Raton, uh, Orlando or not, or Miami, Boca Raton, not far apart. Western Kentucky is not this bad. And FIU is sort of in the tailspin. We saw them last year. I kind of think you're picking off a team that's broken in FIU with uh, my top. Western Kentucky might be that bad. There might not be very good. No, they had, they had your Bulldogs beat in Ruston, by the way. They played up one game. Okay. (laughs) Hey, let's talk about the other mountain trip because we didn't put it on the schedule here. USC minus five and a half at Utah. Matt, they both start with you. 
I know, you, but trust, I feel like more trust people associate without Brandon Carlson against. Yes, USC? Craig Smith. Do we not just tell the folks like how we're all going to be like, we all said, guys, I know it looks like a blowout's coming for a brittle and broken yeah, covered. Utah it's, team. And sure enough, right to the halftime. Yeah, up at halftime. I, I, Same I thing's happening like today. Utah's there. Utah's well. Yep. All righty. And then finally, Alabama A&M plus 11 oh, and my Texas team. Southern. Yeah, it's that's a mad question. Um, I worry that Texas Southern grabs like 30 offensive rebounds, but Alabama a and really good at making it a mucky up game. So I would lean my bull- Bulldogs, right? I was confused the mascots there. They're bulldogs, the bulldogs. Alabama, that's right. Wow, they're your bulldogs, bulldogs, but not sure. Bulldogs. <laughs> bulldogs. Uh, it can't be yours if you don't know. Come on. Who's the Hornets? I, forget who, I was confused. Yeah, the Hornets. Alabama State. Alabama State, thank you. As well as Sacramento State. I think they're the only two Hornets. That's a uh, nice right, way yeah. to go down the line there. All right. Best bets time, Jim. Passing uh, to... Matt. I think I think Matthias is up first. Lead oh, us yeah. off, Matt. You got a two for games. Who did I bet? Oh yeah, I took the men in fur, of course. Uh, yeah, Jim, you mentioned our guy Stucky talked about the revenge angle um, earlier this morning. Uh, Furman just has not. Or Wofford has had Furman's number. Finally, I think Furman has the veteran presence, the team that's good enough to beat Wofford. Wofford did get a key guy back last game, and Sam Godwin. I think Furman's the better team. These schools are like sixty minutes apart. Um, I think Wofford gets it done. I'm sorry. I think Furman gets it done today. Plus two. That is best bet number one for me. My second best bet, shout out to my parents and their alma mater, Missouri State. I um, was going to stay away. It opened at minus seven. They're going to Loyola. It it's now got bet up. Right now. It's back to seven. Yeah. Okay. Scrapped. Don't want it. Oh, Axe. not taking it. Not taking it. Okay. Well, you know, oh. let's talk, talk about the game, though, because someone asked about this. I think Missouri State is so talented, and yep. Loyola has not been as dominant. I think they've leveled off in conference play. It's just tough to beat Valley teams consistently by like double, you know, seven, 10, 12, which is where they're being priced right now. Uh, Jim, I know the coaching edge is certainly on the blur side, but I love the talent from Missouri State. It's that good. Yeah, if Sharp was in there, I'd be with you. But I think the fact that they don't have DeMarcus Sharp, their point guard, is an issue. Uh, and I think Loyola might, Kai, we kind of said some teams maybe get bored in conference play. This one should yeah. be a more motivated loyal team. So for the record, Matthew is not taking Missouri State. As, I'm not. Bet. Just one down me. too much. Keeping just it, one. Just Furman tight. plus two only. Yep. All right. My turn. Um, I'm doing a weird one on a 138-day slate or game slate, so sorry. Uh, I'm taking the Columbia Brown over 143 and a half. I don't think Nueke is in the lineup for Columbia today. Even if he is, their overs are pretty good. Columbia is 7-1 and one to the over without Nueke in the lineup. Brown is nine and two to the over over their last 11 games. I think it's going to be points, points, points for the Brown bears and the blue lions, Columbia Brown over one thirty one forty three and a half. I like that too. Kai. I actually like Brown in that yep. one as well. Like Brown. Brown yeah. With, with Nueke out there. Terrible, really bad team. Um, all right. So yeah, I, I like Brown in the over my best bets. Cause I think I have three today because I did add Rutgers officially at minus three. Uh, but I also Curious. have, the under for North Texas and Old Dominion. North Texas is just suffocating teams lately. They Maybe no one in the country controls pace the way that North Texas does. Eight of their last 10 have gone under and 10 of their 14 this season. So it is a low total, but man, both these teams are going to play crawl ball. We're going to see, I think, less than 60 possessions. It's going to be tough to be efficient against these defenses. Uh, I like the under there between North Texas and Old Dominion. And my other one is South Alabama minus four. We've liked the South Alabama team all year. I think they're really talented. Most importantly, they just got Turbo Jones back, the Auburn transfer at point guard. They didn't really have a true point before. They were basically playing Charles Manning there, who is uh, a wing transfer from LSU. 
But Turbo, first game back, had, I think, 9.6 assists, five rebounds, 26 minutes off the bench. Represents how much his value is. And Matt, that Monroe defense is terrible. You can score a lot of points on UL Monroe. I think South Alabama gets it done. Minus four is is my last bet bet. So Rutgers minus three, North Texas under. I need to double check the number there one second. And South Alabama minus four. Yeah, I think Monroe is just bad. They got all their players back last game. So we thought they'd be, oh, here comes a good Monroe effort. And then it's like, no, they're just not a good team. They basically fooled us, Kai, with one good game against SMU, I think. And then we got... Uh, Confused. Profitable fading. One, one nineteen and a half is my my number on the Ooh. total. Low, low, low. So very low. Yep. All right, Jim. That's it. All right, we covered everything. Well, wow. thank you, everybody. I can't believe we're getting done before noon Eastern here, but there's a ton of great games today. So enjoy all of those. Check out all the basketball. Watch Kentucky Auburn. That one's going to be epic. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We are off tomorrow. I'm going to be hopefully celebrating a big. Green Bay Packer win. GPG, go Pack go. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you next time.